take it closer than a brother. But he's faithful to the end. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. When I call out that scripture, many of you know what we're talking about. I'm probably going to be as brief as you've heard me be in a long time this morning. I know that scares some of you when I say that, but with, with all honesty, I feel like we're probably going to be just brief. I've struggled with my mind, with having a clear thought of what that I felt like that I need to say this morning, trying to have the right words, trying to be not be emotional, uh, but yet to get across the thoughts that <clears throat> I feel like it be the the will of God for us to, to say. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3. I've preached from these scriptures a lot of times. When you find your place, you can stand. If you find the place in the Word of God, you can enable. <clears throat> I preach from these words a lot of times. And uh, it's funny that I use the word time because that's what this chapter is about. It's, uh, it's about time. And uh, that seems to be the, the main thrust you will, of, of Solomon's attempt in this chapter to, to get across. We know Ecclesiastes has a lot to say about folly, about foolishness, about things that, that we sometimes put in the place we ought not put. Uh, Solomon said that all these things that we have, that we face, that we go through in life, some, you just come to the reality of it, it's really just folly. Uh, it's really just really just foolishness. And uh, boy, we have some foolish things in our lives at times, don't we? We have some foolish events take place. We have some foolish occasions, things that seem to be very important to us. When you come to a certain place, it really wasn't important. They sang a song young people used to sing one long time ago that said, He is really all that matters. He is really all that matters. And I guarantee you, there's going to come a time in your existence when He is going to be all that matters. It'd be good if it'd be right now while you're conscious and while you have the daylight and while you have life, while you have your, the, the right mind and your, 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 the, the right, I reckon you'd say, your consciousness. When we pass from this life into the next, whatever direction you go, I promise you, He is going to be the only thing that matters. If you go to heaven, then you're going to gaze upon the one that you've trusted in, that you've depended upon, that you've relied upon to get you to heaven. You're going to say you're the only thing that really ever matters. You go to hell. There is a hell, by the way. People still die and go to hell, by the way. And uh, you go to heaven or hell, too, by the way. And if you go to hell, when you get there, you're going to realize that he was really the only thing that mattered. Ecclesiastes chapter number 1, 
The Bible said to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to, time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. What profit hath he that worketh in that wherein he laboreth? I've seen the travail which God hath given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also he hath set the world in, her, in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning the end. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege this morning that we could stand up one more time and preach the Word of God. God, you know me today. God, you know where my heart is, where my mind is. Lord, you know everything that needs to take place here this morning. And God, I beg you for help today. I ask you, dear God, for, for a special touch from heaven. God, if you could just help me one more time, I'd shorten it, certainly be grateful. God, if you'd make my mind clear and help my consciousness, Lord, to be very aware of the situation, the time that we're preaching. Lord, would you bless the speaking of your word to be that that would be bountiful to the hearts of your hearers today. God, for each one that'd be here this morning that, that needs to hear this, and yet, for Lord, but for those that really need to hear, God, they need to hear for the first time. They need to hear more than they've ever heard before. God, would you help today that life could be different. Bless, I pray, and preach me like a dying man to a dying world, and I'll praise you, for I do love you. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated. There's a word that's used repetitively in this, in this reading that I've read this morning in the text that we've, we've tried to get across. And you can read this entire uh, third chapter and it still stays in the context of dealing with time. That's what we're going to look at this morning. The word, just one simple little four-letter word, the word time. Time. What is time? Time is a word that we really, we, we, we use in, in, in a frequent matter. Matter of fact, I looked it up in time. The word time used in the King James Bible is used 699 times throughout the King James Bible. Uh, that word, time. Uh, what is the definition of time? What does time mean? The word time is defined as this. The distance between two eternities. The distance between two eternities. From Genesis 1-1 until it's all done away with and all the saved are gathered home with Jesus and all the lost are eternally damned, that is the period 
that is existing with as known as time. Now, this this thing that 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 time is is uh, that that it it affects us. It affects mankind. It affects creation in general. Time affects everything that you and I can, with our right mentality, view. Time affects it. Time uh, it it does away with a lot of things that you and I. A lot of times we take for granted. Uh, th- this time is the, well, time, if you will, is the the only thing that's not affected by time is God. The only one that's not affected by time is God. In other words, God knows nothing of time. Even though God created time, God's not governed by time. God's not affected by time in that manner. God is in eternity past. He's in eternity present. He's going to be in eternity future. And that's beyond the, our understanding right here this morning. But God's not only in 2022, but God's uh, He's forever and He's forever and He's always been and He will always be. God is not governed by the time that you and I are governed by. Uh, as I look back over the years, as I look over the crowd, I can see that time has affected everyone that is here. There's one thing, listen, the economy may not affect everyone, the gas prices may not affect everyone, the White House may not affect everyone, but I can promise you this, time has affected every person in this building. There's not a one of us that cannot say that I've been affected by time. So I want to look at a few things this morning. Like I said, I'm going to be very brief. I want to look at some a few things this morning that time is. A few things that time is. First of all, number one, time is terminal. Time is terminal. You say, what do you mean? Well, there's no cure for time. All right, there, there's no cure for it. Uh, that Job 14.1 said, Man that is born of a woman is a few days... And full of trouble. Job knew something about what he was talking about. Right, right in the oldest book in the Bible, Job knew something about what man's life consists of. I don't know how old he was when he penned the words down that man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. Uh, but we find out that he must have known something because he looked at the process of how that time had affected him. Uh, you, you see, there are no cures. Uh, uh, for time, uh, time deteriorates the works of men. There are civilizations today uh, that we no longer know anything about because the process of time has deteriorated these civilizations, buildings. Uh, uh, that's why these archaeologists go out and, and they'll mine through the ground and they'll, uh, they'll pilfer through the dirt and they'll, they'll try to gather up something and every now and then they'll find a fragment of something that will uh, uh, testify to the fact that there used to be something there that time has taken its toll on. Time has taken the, has made the best part of it. Time has gotten the better of it. Even though that civilization has not, has, is no longer there, you know what's still here? Time. Time is still here. The Bible that, that Job said, there's a, or the scripture said here, that there's a time to be born, there's a time to die. The reality of life is that we're all dying as we speak. Ain't that something? 
that baby, where's that baby at? There she is back there. As bad as we hate to say it, you know something? That baby's in the process of dying. And that, that's, that's, that's awful to have to say. And we don't ever know when that time's going to come, when that occasion's going to happen. But every one of us sitting in the, in the, in the house of God today, friend, you're in the process of death taking over. And you're in the process. We're born to die. And that is the reality. Our bodies are going bad, if you will. What is causing our bodies to go bad? Time. Time. What, what, what's the effect of time? Sin. Sin. The curse of, had Adam never sinned in the garden, what would have happened? We would have had an eternal state. God created man to be an eternal being. But man chose to sin against God. And because sin come, time now has an effect. Matter of fact, I don't know if that ever, I don't think that ever been a change had Adam never sinned in the Garden of Eden. I don't believe that ever been a time. God communed with man. God walked, he'd come down in the cool of the day and he walked with Adam. He come down and he communed with Adam. He communed with Eve. He walked with them. He talked with them. Why don't God do that today? Because he can't, because we're sinful. And therefore he cannot commune with us in that manner. God is a spirit and they that walk with him, they that, uh, the, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The reasons, and all, everybody today, oh, I know God, I know God, I know God. I'm afraid today to tell you, friend, if God never has changed your life, you never have known him. If your life never has been drastically changed, you ain't never met him. And I don't mean to be ugly about this, but I'm telling you, 2 Thessalonians 5, 17 would tell us that very thing, uh, that therefore uh, that, that we are a new creature created in Christ Jesus. Uh, and he said all things are passed away, and yet all things are become new. I want you to understand today that we as the people of God today, we are still affected by time. You that are not saved today, you're being affected by time. And time is a terminal disease it takes a toll on the likes of humanity I don't know how many of you realize this but I know I do our minds seem to impress upon us that we're still as though we used to be right you still think that you can do what you used to our minds still remember the vibrance and the and the vigorousness of, of youth. And our minds still remember when we used to could, could jump a net wire fence five foot high. Our minds remember that when that we used to, the best we can do now is all lay down and roll under it, all right? Our times, I mean, our minds remember this. But Joe, don't try that. Don't try it. Because our bodies have been affected by time. God created man. When he created us, he created us a, a threefold, a triune being with body, spirit, and soul. And one day, this thing, the body is going to go back to the dust of the earth from whence it came. And the soul or emotions of man and the, the spirit of man is going to go to an eternal place of abode. And for some reason, we've got the mentality today that we have so long 
to prepare for that passion. Some of you said here today, you know you're not in fellowship with God. You know you're not right with God. You know that you're lost. You know that you're going to die and go to hell because there's never really ever been a change take place in your life. There's never ever really been a time when the Lord God moved in and you knew that there was a drastic difference. Therefore, you, you, you're really unprepared for the end of this thing which time causes to come about which is death and which sin causes to come about which is death and you're really unprepared for that but you think that you have plenty of this uh, this thing we call time. A father-in-law would tell you not to do that. He could recall and would remember 20 years that passed by in his life where he waited upon the Holy Spirit of God to dwell, to come to him again so he could be born again. He really, Brother Philip, if, he, if, he, if you've ever listened to him, you really ever heard him, he said he doubted at some point in time that God would ever pass by him again. But then God did. But he was unsure of it. You know what, Brother Mike, just as many people that were waiting on the Holy Spirit to pass by him again, it could have been very much so had it not been for God's grace that his life had expired before he ever trusted the Lord Jesus. That his life could have passed away in the terminality, terminality of time would have destroyed and helped to destroy his soul. So number one, time is terminal. Number two, time is temporary. The Bible said that man that is born of a woman is what? A few days. Now even though time's still existing, 5.33 Friday evening, time for brother son ended. Time as much as, as far as he knew it was over with. Wouldn't it be good? Y'all ever picked up a, let me see. Well, I don't know if well, I don't know if water expires or not. They did. They didn't put it on this one. But you look, it's not on there. It's the first place to look. But if you look at, at most things, you pick it up and you'll find that most things have a date of expiration. They'll say, "Well, this is no good after this." It'd be good if we knew that date, wouldn't it? Well, wouldn't you like it if you knew what date you're going to expire? Wouldn't you like it if you knew? Well, I don't know if we would or not. Right? I don't. But you know what? It would. It would. It make a difference. It, if we could know that, that 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 our date or our time of expiration was going to be very quickly or or years down the road, then then we would know how to live our life. We'd know how to what to, to impress, how much to apply ourselves unto God and, and how much to desire to be. But you know what? It's just as capable, and I, I love Zachary. I've been, you know, but, but it's just as, Zachary is just as capable of passing and expiring as I am. And even though he's just a 12-year-old boy, he's just as capable of expiring as what I am. He's just as capable. Joe is only 31 years old, something like that. Joe's just as capable of, 
of expiring as I am. And, and you know that, that sometimes since uh, my birth, I, I don't know how many people have died that were younger than me and they have expired before that I've come to that caution. I don't know, Brother Bradley, when that time's coming. I don't know when it's going to happen. And neither do you, friend. But the thing about it is, uh, I want you to understand this this morning, that that time is coming for you, that that, uh, that, that occasion is going to happen for you, that there's going to be a day that you that your, that your time, it comes to an end. This time that we live in, this period that we live in, this life that we measure our time with is a temporary life. It'd make a difference with you. If you knew you, you, what your expiration date, would you, would you make better choices if you knew your expiration date? Would you know, would you make better choices? Would you think upon God's things more if you knew when you was going to depart? I can't help but now this ain't message ain't about brother's son. But y'all seen him here Sunday. Do you think that he thought he wasn't going to be here this coming Sunday? No. He probably figured he was going to be here and his feet wasn't going to be hurting anymore. That's what he thought. But God had, different opinion, had a different opinion. Listen to me. You will expire. And you know something? That date is already set. Are you hearing me? That date is already set. Hebrews 9.27 And as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. The word appointed means this. It means fixed. It means set. It means established. It means decreed. Listen. It means ordained. It means constituted. And it means allotted. This appointment is already set. When's yours? When's yours? But Bradley, you know when you're going to leave? Joe, you know? Troy, you know when you're going to leave? Let me ask y'all this. Do y'all know y'all going to leave? You see, this appointment is already set in order. You're going to die. But the question is when. So, time is terminal. Number two, time is temporary. Number three, time is a trickster. Time is a trickster. When you're a child, you seem to think time will always be on your side. Don't you? Can y'all remember how long it used to take for Christmas to get around when you was a young one? Man, it took forever, didn't it? For Christmas to come, for summer to get here so I could get out of school. And y'all remember how long that, that took? Boy, things change, don't they? I've heard some people think said this. They think God's 
sped up the rotation of the earth on its axis. It's always been spun just as fast as it does right now. One day you realize that the things you have taken for granted has now taken you captive. Time that you've taken for granted, you're now a hostage of. It's now taken you captive. You can't turn it back. They said we turned the clock back this morning. Y'all do that? I didn't. They done it for me. Oh, and good thing, because I had forgot slam all about it. I'd have been to church an hour early, and who needs to be here an hour early, right? But, they, they, you know, <laughs> it really, it's really silly to think about what we do about that. You take an hour off the, a day on the top of the day and put it on the bottom and think it's going to make things longer. It's still, it's still 24 hours in a day, ain't it? We ain't really good smart. We ain't really real smart people. I don't know what's happening. You can't turn back time. As much as you want to try, as much as you desire to, as much as we would like to, we're not turning it back. Your body is captive by time. You know that? Philip, when I first met you, you was a young teenage boy with hair. And it wasn't glittery hair neither, okay? But boy, time has taken a toll, hasn't it? When you first met me, I had black hair and plenty of it. But time has taken a toll. It's taken a toll of my body. Let me tell you what else, too, time will do. Time will, take you, time will take your family captive. We've got plenty of time to do this. We've got time to teach them about Jesus. I've got time to take them to church. I've got time to love them. I've got time to tell them about how to get born again. We've got time to have family prayer and have family devotion. God help us. And one day they're moving out. And you still haven't taken the time to do what you should have done. Time has taken your family. Wouldn't it be good, you know, we used to have, most of y'all don't remember this, but we used to have a thing called a called an eight-track play, or six-track, what you call it? No, not that. We had them, but I don't know if you could remember, remember, remove them. Anyhow, them old cassette tapes, you had a rewind button on that rascal. You could listen to that song. You say, boy, I like that. And hit the rewind button, and you could listen to it again. You listen to it again, you could hit the rewind button, you sit and listen to it again. Wouldn't it be different if life was like that? It's not. And many of us live our lives as though that that's so. That I can always do this again. The sweet Holy Ghost of God comes by where you are and lets you know that you're in need of a Savior. And you realize you're lost, but yet you say, I really, I really don't need to do it because everybody thinks I'm a good person already. Everybody thinks I'm 
It don't matter what me and you think. It's what God says that matters. You go through the years and you say, Oh, God, when are you going to come back by me again? Isaiah 55, verse 6, Seek you the Lord while he may be found and call you upon him while he's near. Let me just say, you don't come to God when you choose to come to God. You don't get born again when you choose to get born again. You get born again when the Holy Ghost of God's drawing you and when the Holy Spirit of God is pulling you to Him. That's when you get saved. That's, it's, not, it's not your time. It's not on your time. So you better make, make right the opportunity that God gives you. There is no button to push that you could rewind it and call it back. Again, my father-in-law said he wished he could went back. He wished he'd had somebody when he was 12 years old when the Holy Spirit of God come by him to tell him about how to be born again. Then he said the next time, the last time he was 20 years old. The Lord visited him time and time again until he was 20. When he was 20 years old, he never received him. Put him off, Brother Mike. And then for 20 years, he wondered if he had ever passed by again. He wondered if he had ever come again. He really, he's told us, he really thought he ever would have another opportunity. He really thought that. One night sitting in Prairieville Church, though the Spirit of God moved upon him, Showed up in an old-time revival meeting. I'm glad he got born again that night. Your body's captive by time. Your family is captive by time. Your eternity is captive by time. You don't choose when you get saved. You get saved when you have the opportunity. Your relationships are captive by time. You see, all of these things things today seem to be ignored. Our bodies, oh, we got our, our bodies. Our families, oh, we've always got our families. Oh, we sat around the room Friday evening. I wish you could have heard some of the things that was said by everybody. I wish we'd have done this different. I wish we'd have done this different. Wish I'd have done like this different. But because of time, it's impossible. It's impossible. So, time is terminal, time is temporary, and time is a trickster. And time, number four, time can be tragic. You go about time with, with, without regard. The time can be tragic in your life. A haphazardous attitude about life can cause regret. Causes regret and with your life. Wish I'd live my life better. I wonder when we get to stand before the Lord. I wonder when we, Brother Philip, when we see you for the first time. Well, R.J., when we look and gaze into his eyes for the first time, and we see him, Brother Mike, I wonder, oh, I wish I'd lived better. Oh, I wish I'd lived more faithful to you. 
Oh, I wish I'd have served you more. I wish I'd have loved you more. Oh, God, I wish I'd have, I'd have spent more time with you. Just looking in his eyes. Wonder if we're going to look there and say, I wish I'd have done things different than what I did. It calls regret with our life, it calls regret with our love, and it calls regret with our loved ones. You can go through this life and you can have hatred and emulation and, and you can have problems and, 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 and wrong feelings in your heart against a brother or sister or something like that. Don't tell me it don't happen because it does. But it's wrong to go through life that way. Y'all with me? Some of you act like you don't believe what I'm telling you. I'm telling you the truth. There's going to come a day when life's going to end for one of us. You got a problem with me or if I got a problem with you that's not been fixed, I promise you this. There's a good chance there's going to be a lot of regret. You see, it can't be redone. It can't be played over. James 4 and 14 says this. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time. A little time. Y'all get that? What happens after that? Then vanishes away. Then vanishes away. Angels on fire. Told you it's going to be short. Listen to me. Put your God-given eyes on preacher this morning. Now God send this message for you. Has God the Holy Ghost parked, parked right where you're parked this morning? Has He come by you and let you know that you're lost? You ain't got to listen for whistles and bells and stuff like that. All there is is that condemnation that lies within you. You know how you stand this morning. You know that death's coming your way. And you know death's coming your family's way. And you know death's coming your friend's way. I wonder what you're going to do about it. Time is the distance between two eternities. If you're here this morning and you realize that you're lost and all the playing and all the fooling around you've been doing about your spiritual life, you realize today that it's not going to get me to heaven. Then it'd be a good day today for you to trust Jesus. For you to trust Him. Heavenly Father, would you help us this morning? God, would you take what I've tried to preach? And God, I'm sorry for my errors and mistakes. God, if you could use it to your honor and glory, I sure would be thankful, Lord. God, help us today, I pray. God, help those that's lost to come to the terms with themselves, Lord. They're lost. They're going to wind up in eternity without Jesus in hell to burn forever. No reprieve. 
God, if they don't trust Jesus. God, this time's taking a toll on us all. Help us, Lord, I pray, to understand. In Jesus' name I pray.